As we move from ski season to spring, it's time to get those mountain bikes out. Most ski families use season passes to make skiing more affordable and fun. If your family mountain bikes, there's a new way to save on those adventures too. Make the most of spring and summer in the mountains with Lone Pass, the premier North American mountain biking pass. Lone Pass gives you over 60 days of access to some of the best mountain biking destinations across the country. Use discount code SKIMOMS15 to save 15% off your family's Lone Pass today at LonePass.com. That's L-O-A-M-P-A-S-S dot com. Lone Pass is available in two versions, for kids ages 6 to 11 and the adult pass for ages 12 and up. The pass combines access to the most premier resorts, gets you into bike parks, and connects you to shuttle companies to get you where you need to be. It's the one pass you need to bring the best cycling to your family. Remember, you'll get two days at each of the resorts, parks, or shuttles, making the investment one that will pay off big. Remember to use code SKIMOMS15 to save 15% off your family's loan pass today. Welcome to the Ski Mom Fun Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Sarah. This week on the Ski Moms Fun Podcast, we're talking to Hallie O'Brien. When we interviewed Hallie, she was pregnant with twins and we're happy to report they have been safely delivered. Hallie is not only a mom of three, but she is also the founder of The Snow Report, a podcaster and a definite mom influencer in the ski world. Enjoy. Um, well, I know you from your videos, which I've been watching for years and they completely cracked me up. You are so dynamic and um, fun and really celebrating the good stuff of the mountains. So you really are in the spirit of ski mom fun. Um, so we're excited to have you. But I want is we want to kind of start from the beginning. When did you learn to ski slash snowboard? I know you're a snowboarder now. And tell us a little bit about, you know, your evolution story. Sure. So I was kind of a late bloomer, I think, you know, I didn't have the, the, you know, my family grew up, we went skiing all the time. I would have loved that, but um, we were more of a beach family. My dad loved fishing. So that's, that's how we spent our summers and, and our, our vacation time. Um, I was kind of a late bloomer. Like I said, I, I started snowboarding, I think I was about 20. So right as I was getting into college um, and I immediately fell in love with it. I don't know what it was, but um my tailbone didn't fall in love with it <laughs> at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just, I loved the mountain. I loved being outside. I loved just the challenge of it and how it just didn't seem initially, you know, like it wasn't a gimme, you know, you had to really work to, to, to make, make it make sense, you know? And by that, I mean like how to, how to turn, how to stop, how to avoid people and objects and things. So, um, so I learned to snowboard at mountain Creek and I remember it was on the sugar slope and that was literally, it looked like Everest to me. I was looking at this thing going, oh my God, people go down. This is crazy. Yeah. But it was just kind of love at first slide. And I just, I loved it. And I immediately looked into how I could get gear, what kind of gear I would need, because I think I learned on like a hand-me-down board. It was, it was the size of a Buick. It was too, way too big for me, <laughs> not nimble at all. And, um, it was, uh, but it still was fun. Um, and we, and I started just really leaning into like the different passes and, you know, how I could maximize the length of my season, especially being in New Jersey. So I think at one point I had two season passes. This was probably like the season after I learned to slide. And I remember like the first run 
getting down the hill, like your first run when you don't fall, it's so, you know, top of mind. And it's just such an accomplishment. And I was like, oh my goodness, I did it. <laughs> it's just awesome. So, um, you know, and that kind of coincided with my love for beanies. So I was like, oh, great. This is just like the uniform, so, so to speak. <laughs> so what like led you to get out there the first time at age 20? Yeah, uh, my boyfriend at the time was really into snowboarding and he had this, you know, just fascination with the cold nights. And I remember thinking, that's sick. <laughs> Why would anybody want it to be cold? Um, you know, cause winter is typically brutal, especially on the East coast, you know, you can get, you know, that humidity mixed in with the cold temperatures and it can be a little, you know, it cuts through you sometimes. So I was confused. I was like, so tell me why you look forward to this. Teach me your ways. And, uh, you know, and he was, he was nice enough to oblige, take me up to the mountain. And, um, you know, now knowing what I know, he probably should have put me in a lesson, but instead took me on the hill and tried his best to teach me, you know, how to slide and stop and that sort of thing. And, you know, me being the, uh, the competitive person I am with, against myself, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I got to get this. And, um, you know, and that was, that was kind of the catalyst. And then from there, it just took off. And that was the new hyper focus of my life. It became such a passion that I was like, how do I make this a part of my every day, every season, every day, you know, and that I think is what spawned the, the, the career path that kind of, that, that I kind of took without knowing what, what I was embarking on. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us like what the path was to becoming a ski creative? Sure. So at the time, I mean, it was like, uh, it was so early for any sort of like digital content to be created and, and published, especially for a ski resort. I was graduating college. I went to school for communications with a, a, um, a focus in PR. And I knew that that was a really um, versatile, you know, degree that I could kind of throw it anywhere. And, uh, you know, truth be told, the reason I took it was because they didn't offer classes on Fridays. <laughs> that was, you know, without having any further direction, this is like before I learned to snowboard. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Three-day weekends built in. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so I took the communications degree. I, I graduated and right before I was graduating, I started reaching out to ski resorts to different brands, different anybody and everybody that would give me their story, how they got into the business, what they did. Um, you know, basically, I just wanted to learn. I wanted to know if this was a viable path, if they enjoyed it, because at the end of the day, I think that's, you know, I think that epiphany of welcome to the real world. Like all of a sudden I started to do the math. I'm like, okay, so you factor in a commute and then eight hours a day, if you're lucky, you know, it's probably really going to be more like nine and wait, I only get to snowboard on the weekends. And that was like the, the moment where I was thinking to myself, if I can make this somehow a career or, or, or work in work surrounding myself with snow and with snowboarding and, and just this, this lifestyle, I don't feel like it would feel like work. So that's when I started to reach out to a bunch of people. And I had some really wonderful people get back to me. They were so generous with their time, with their expertise and um, that actually led to my first job as snow reporter at Mount Snow in Vermont. When I was living in um, Brooklyn, we skied some of the Connecticut mountains. Um, so I know a little bit about, you know, East Coast skiing. And I'm, all, you know, I don't think you can judge a mountain by the size of their vertical. It's more the joy that it brings the people that go to it. So the the places that kind of rim the tri-state area, they're so important for 
just the mental health of its citizens, because it doesn't matter, you know, if you're getting a 2000 vertical or a 350 vertical, it's all about just sliding on snow and connecting with that joy of winter. Oh, a hundred percent for sure. And I think that's, that's, it hooked me big time. (laughs) I'm a walking case study. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so that's, that was kind of how, you know, like once I fell in love with snowboarding, it kind of gave my, my degree some direction in college. But did you, what did snow report exist before you, or did you create it? Because I can't imagine it before you. Uh, that's a great question. So the snow report show kind of came rather organically. Um, this was a couple years later. Uh, so I worked at Mount snow for a season at snow reporter, and that was kind of the catalyst. That was where I kind of cut my teeth in the business and learned, everything I could, you know, this Jersey girls walking around Vermont going, okay, what, how does snowmaking work? Like, please break it down for me. Like what is wet bulb, <laughs> you know, all these things. And, you know, that from lifts to, to parks, to, to every aspect of the business, I think as the snow reporter, you really, it, um, you benefit from, from learning those different departments and, and learning kind of just the, the heartbeat of a mountain. Um, and that was always something fun. Like that's kind of how the the video creation started at Mount Snow. And I took that with me, you know, when I went from Mount Snow for that season to Mountain Creek, I moved back to New Jersey and started in marketing and, um, you know, specialized in digital content creation and PR. And that was just, you know, like I knew that I was really loving the connection that video and, you know, these video updates, whether they were conditions updates or event recaps, or even just humorous skits, you know, we were, we were really resonating with the guests and it was fun, like just to see people be like, oh, I totally relate to that, you know, and like being able to make people laugh has always been my favorite thing in the whole world. So, um, yeah, I just, I, when I moved out to Colorado, that's kind of when I started my own production company and started to, uh, work for the Weather Channel. I worked briefly for Vail Resorts when they had their snow.com kind of snow squad um, uh, collection of creators there. I worked for a brief stint with the Red Sox in Boston because um, they had seen some of the relatable content that I'd done for skiing and they wanted to kind of broaden their fan base beyond the, um, you know, the real passionate core baseball fan. And uh, I started working up with Snow Country, Mountain Reports. We started doing a TV program. And then the Snow Report, to answer your question, came came about, you know, I was living in Boulder. Ski Magazine's based out in Boulder. So is Warren Miller, you know, that whole collection of um, of brands. And I kind of just always wanted to put together this like late night show type version, like a national look of what it was like to be a snow reporter, you know, take a look at all of the, the, the wintry fun stories that were out there and be able to share them, whether you were a core skier or a casual snowboarder, I wanted to be able to use humor to relate to that audience. And, um, I pitched ski magazine on this idea. I said, we'll call it the snow report. I put together a real scrappy pilot that I hope never sees the light of day. And, um, they, they said, yeah, this is great. The only question they had was, well, how do we navigate the fact that you're a snowboarder and we're ski magazine? (laughs) I said, well, I guess, you know, just think of me as more of the resort voice. (laughs) And um, yeah, and, and we, we, you know, they were, they've been great partners ever since they're a great distribution partner. And that was the, uh, the 
the launch of the snow report. I forget what year it was, but I, we just completed our seventh season. Let's take a quick break. Spring is here and we know even after the snow melts, ski moms love to play outside. Skida, our favorite Vermont outdoor accessory brand, has you covered as the seasons change. This spring, Skida is celebrating its 16th birthday with fresh prints like the pastel, whimsical, and plein air collection. Our favorite pieces include the throwback headbands. This headband is made to keep hair and sweat off your face. The single-ply design gathers neatly in the back for maximum styling. Wear it scrunched or lay it flat. It's your perfect partner for any activity where you want a great pop of color and style with minimal fuss. For sunny days, we adore the Skeeta brim hat. This five-panel camp hat is the perfect grab-and-go companion. Made in a lightweight, water-repellent material, this hat is ideal for hiking, camping, and the beach. Whether you are cheering the kids on at a lacrosse game, exploring with your girlfriends, or simply walking in the woods with your loyal pub, Skeeta accessories are there to make Ski Mom life more fun. Save 15% off your order with code SKIMOMS15 at checkout. Um, well, I absolutely love it. And people can find it at, at skimag.com. They can also find you on YouTube. We'll put some links to some of my favorite recent ones um, in the show notes as well. But one of the things I love about it, um, I love that it's done by a female, first of all, but I love that it's sort of like an outsider's insider view, if you know what I mean. You don't... Um, you sort of ask questions that I would ask. You make it seem very, you know, the ski industry seem very relatable and approachable and also funny. I mean, you really mock the things that should be mocked about our our passion sport as well. So um, it is really for women, I find it, you know, a great access point into some of the ski journalism or ski writing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And you nailed exactly what I'm trying to accomplish with every episode. You know, I want to be able to, to, to maintain that level of authenticity because people, you know, that have been in or around the business or, you know, whether working in it or, or, you know, just vacationing in it, you know, I want to be able to speak to them and know that I'm being true to them, but at the same time, it's not so exclusive and it's, it's not too inside baseball. You know what I mean? Where everybody can relate and everybody can take something away from it and appreciate the humor. I love the recent one on um, pond skimming. And I mean, from an outsider, like who thinks of pond skimming? Like who thinks that's a great idea? So that's just an example of breaking down like where it started and how it's evolved to, you know, a celebration of spring and just kind of silliness that um, the season is ending. But aren't we just a weird, we're just such a weird group of people. I mean, like (laughs) the idea of pond skimming, let's set up a frozen pond, try to (laughs) skim across it at like violent speeds everybody dressing up in costumes, people hoping for the crash, but hoping for the victory. It's just like, why? <laughs> I'm glad it happened, but it's so bizarre that it did. You know, I watched some of your videos and I have to say, it, I, I'm not usually like laughing out loud when I'm watching something, but you actually had me like laughing out loud in front of my iPad. <laughs> and I also love just, you know, Nicole and I was talking about like, we don't have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of time. I love how your, your stuff is so like fast paced, but like, I just love it. I'm like, okay, I just got everything I need in just a few minutes. I'm not sitting there watching like, you know, 30 minutes of content. I love how like everything's just like, it's very like what you need to know, very like to the point. And that's always the goal to, uh, to bring some smiles, especially, you know, like it's a little break, you know, it's a little, 
a little escape on the internet. And do you do the um, the graphics and the editing? Do you have, I mean, it looks like a very professionally done enterprise, but do you have all of those talents in your wheelhouse? Thank you. Um, yeah, well, the show, specific, the, the Snow Report show specifically, I'm, I'm like, it's like my baby. So, you know, especially for the humor and the timing. I mean, I do collaborate with, um, I have some great editors that I work with on a bunch of other projects too. And occasionally they'll, jump in and, and help out. And, um, and then just the writing too. Like, I think it's really great to work with a team, whether it be at Ski Magazine or my team of editors, you know, like, what have you guys seen? Like, what's going on? Like, what's, what's the pulse of this week's content? Like, what should that look like? And, you know, so it's, it's real collaborative, but at the, at the end of the day, like I'm very type A with the way it's all put together and, um, and then just the overall presentation. Cause I think, you know, it's been something that, um, this style of video, I feel like is something I've tried to really fine tune over, you know, 10 years. Um, you know, obviously with different projects and different opportunities and, and different brands. Um, so it's fun to see the snow report kind of hit its stride and, and, you know, we figured out the cadence and we figured out the formula and, but that doesn't mean that it's never like, that doesn't mean it's, it's always evolving. You know, we're always going to want to grow with the the context that we're surrounded by, whether that be the distribution channels we have and, you know, the audience that's tuning in and that sort of thing. Thank you to our sponsor, Mabel's Labels. Mabel's Labels are a ski mom's must have. Keep your kids organized and easily identify their equipment at lessons, practice, and races. Simply peel and stick the personalized labels on all your ski gear, including helmets, coats, goggles, and poles. They're guaranteed to last the ski season and beyond. Mabel's labels are waterproof and snowproof, laundry safe, they come with free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Off the hill, Mabel's labels are perfect for labeling any items that go to school or daycare, like water bottles, lunch boxes, clothes, shoes, and backpacks. Go to Mabel'sLabels.com to personalize your own. Use code SKIMOMS at checkout for 15% off your purchase. Exclusions apply. Code is not valid on stamp, reflective, or sale items. And now, back to our show. So you, but you do, you have a, a, a one child already, correct? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Fine. you're... You're more than doubling your amount of uh, kids per uh, adult in the household. Um, that's very exciting. And is what? What are the? Do you, did you have any um, time for your first child on snow yet? Have you taken that on? Absolutely. Yeah. It was such a you know such a moment for us. Like we're like, okay, today's the day. You know, because my husband and I—that's how we met. We both met um, while working at Mountain Creek, and you know skiing and snowboarding has been such a huge part of our story that taking miles on snow for the first time was just so monumental. We're like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. And we had the Burton Riglet board, you know, they, they do such a wonderful job Burton uh, for, for enabling younger kids to, to experience that first sensation of sliding on snow. So we had the Burton Riglet board all set up the tiniest, cutest little boots I've ever seen. (laughs) And, you know, just this onesie and, we took him out. I think he might've been 13 months, 11 months or 13 months. It was early nonetheless. And he, he, he really took to it. He loved it until he didn't. And then we're like, all right, we're done. You know, we just didn't want to like force the issue or, you know, get him, uh, get him uh, to a point where he was like, I never want to do this again. Um, so luckily, 
you know, it's been shorter increments and we want to continue that. And I think this coming year will really be the year that it clicks for him. Um, but yeah, we've been taking him out every, every time we go up to the mountain, we'll, we'll have his stuff with us and we'll just say, Hey, you want to go slide around? You want to go snowboarding? And you're like, yeah, and we have such a great time. What, what is the Burton Riglet board? You're talking to two skiers, so we don't know too much about teaching kids to ride. Oh, sure. So Burton Riglet board, it's like, it almost looks like a slightly larger skateboard deck, you know, so it's like a very small snowboard, but what makes it very unique and, and beneficial for parents is that it has this wheel with a retractable cord affixed to the front of it. So as a parent, you don't have to constantly be pushing them or, or having like any sort of additional leash or um, some sort of harness on, on the child. Like they have full range of, of movement and motion. Um, but the board is where you can kind of direct them and steer them. And um, Burton also created a bunch of different riglet features. So like they'll have like a seesaw type of, you know, like it's almost looked like a tiny mini terrain park. It's so cute. And it just, you know, just some more it just makes the snow a little more dynamic because at that age, they're not going to be, you know, I mean, there's exceptions of course, but by and large, most kids aren't going to be, you know, ripping down from the top of the mountain. So it kind of gives a little more um, interest to a flatter space where, you know, the kids might be just getting their footing. That makes so much sense. I have seen a Riglet park and I don't remember where it was, maybe Palisades Tahoe had one, Um, but that makes a lot of sense that they would kind of go part and parcel together. Thank you for explaining that. Some of the videos that I've seen just of, of little shredders, like just ripping around. Like there was one, I think that circulated this past winter where this one kid was dressed up as a dino and it, and they were mic'd up. How cute was that? <laughs> oh, gotta, a- you've got to mic miles up at some point to get some of the, uh, what's just going on in his little brain as he's sliding. Exactly. He'll be like, I'm a Milesosaurus. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about um, Mountain Creek. I've never skied there. Um, I've heard great things about it. Just kind of give us the vibe and what families could expect there. Absolutely. So, um, so Mountain Creek is a wonderful family resort. I mean, it's a great day trip. It's an hour from New York City. It's got a thousand vertical feet, uh, four different mountain peaks. Uh, one is is tailored, you know, like has a beautiful day lodge at the bottom of it, a great learn to area, and then there's half of the mountain. Uh, two of the peaks are dedicated to all terrain park. So that has like a real cool youth culture scene. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, and it, it's certainly changed a bunch since I first learned to snowboard there. And in fact, um, what, the reason Joe and I, Joe's my husband, reason Joe and I moved back from Colorado was uh, we had this opportunity. We were actually going to o- open Big Snow, the um, indoor ski hill at American Dream. Um, that was going to happen around 2017 ish. And then we had this opportunity to also um, come back and, and take over mountain Creek. And um, since then it's, we have now taken over and we're, we're doing our best to make sure that everybody is, is having the, the best time with their first experience on snow. You know, we're really having a great time sharing these and building these same moments that built our family to share these moments with other families. <clears throat> no. So, so you were saying mountain Creek, there's, is there, um, what's the, you know, the, the ski school like there ski school is great. So that was actually one of our first projects 
when, um, you know, when we were still living in Colorado and we were touring around and helping, um, you know, my husband's primary focus was, uh, ski resort design and process improvement. And Mountain Creek was one of the first projects that he had ever worked on as far as improving that first timer experience from parking lot through a lesson. Um, and really just expediting, you know, the basically rethinking the expectation, you know, I think ski resorts tend to, they they lag a little bit. They can lag a little bit when it comes to technology and when it comes to just the overall process of, and, and when, you know, you're out in the world, you're just used to using your phone to do just about everything. So it's been really great to infuse more technology and custom technology to better improve the skier. There's no more the parent with a million kids in tow that are, that look like uh, the little kid from Christmas story, you know, that inevitably have to pee. Um, you know, it's great to expedite that process, you know, and, and, and streamline it as best as we can. So that way, when they finally do get on snow, they have some of the best instructors in the world that have been trained by some of the, like the best from PSIA and Aussie, you know, the national team members and that sort of thing. So um, there's a great process. There's a great learning area there that utilizes terrain-based learning. Um, I think it's been implemented at around 40 resorts throughout North America and, um, you know, globally too, I think, um, we're down in Australia and worked a little bit with, um, the resort that just recently held the Olympics and, um, yeah, the train-based learning, you know, the long and short of it is that it's kind of a process driven approach to making your first turns, learning to initially slide in, in one feature, and then you move over to another snow feature. They're very mellow. You almost don't even see them. Um, but they help guide your skis, help guide your snowboard. So you can gain this confidence in learning to ski or stop, learning to ski and snowboard, turn and stop. And um, eventually by the end of the day or by the end of a few lessons, you'll be able to, you know, really kind of put it all together. And I'm telling you, my tailbone would have thanked this (laughs) when I was learning because I really had this problem just going right all the time. (laughs) Inevitably there was a fence or a tree. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of a, a very mellow contained area. The instructors are wonderful. They are just so engaged and they love what they do. And I think that that's kind of a, an industry wide thing. Honestly, I think instructors just are in it for the passion of connecting with their, with their, um, with their guests and, and seeing this passion for skiing and snowboarding in that moment where it all clicks, you know, so it's, it's really cool. And do most of the the visitors to Mountain Creek, do they tend to be day trips or do people have second homes near that area? What is sort of the um, the demographic? I would say it's definitely more of a day trip type of resort. We do have a hotel um, and we do a bunch of weddings in the off season. So, you know, people do come up for the weekend and, and, you know, there are some vacation homes nearby. Uh, But I would say by and large, it's it's more of a day trip type of place. So, you know, people from the tri-state area, you know, again, it's just very accessible, you know, being an hour from, from, you know, downtown Manhattan is, is pretty, pretty great. And what do you wish people knew about navigating Mountain Creek? Do you, would you say that, what are some, some things that would make it even uh, more delightful for families that are visiting? Well, we have day and night skiing, which is great. So there's a lot of time. There's a lot of, you know, like there's a huge window um, per day to be able to get your runs in. If you can come midweek, that's great. I mean, I think that, but I think that's kind of a tip for anyone everywhere. Honestly, I'm so excited for my sons, which is so still so weird to say. So we're expecting twins. 
they'll, uh, they'll be here by next winter, which is exciting. Um, depending on when you listen to this, I, I should have asked when this is going to air, but um, hooray, they're here. No, <laughs> depending, on, <laughs> depending on when this airs, um, you know, I'll have uh, three boys and I'm just so excited to see them grow with the mountain. And I know the mountain, you know, is, it provides just an, an, an extra, like a, I don't want to say it's a, like a, an extra home, like a second home for, the, for kids, but families, I mean, they just, they can post up and they can have such a great time. And we, you know, live music, there's, there's a bunch of different dining options, which is wonderful. Um, you know, you can really have like a nice weekend away, or you can make a quick trip. And that's the versatility, I think, of Mountain Creek and, and just the expansiveness of its offerings. Is That's going to be quite a backyard for them to grow up in um, and to have. <laughs> I know it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I would, I'm going to, I've been listening, listening to your podcast, um, trying to get more and more tips, you know, like being in the business, you're close to it, but you know, like being a mom in the business is just like, I want to, I want to learn for, I've learned so much from other moms that you've had on your show. And I'm so excited to, uh, to continue this learning experience, uh, you know, hands-on and, and then <laughs> you prep as best as you can, but you know, you're going to learn as you go. Yeah. Definitely don't lose your sense of humor, which I don't think is any, uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen with you for sure. Um, and always have, you know, my, my rule of thumb was always have some M&Ms in your pocket. Um, it smoothed over a lot of rough spots and it's a small hit of sugar. You know, it's not like you're giving the full candy bar. You can just sprinkle out. Skittles are also great. If your kids don't like chocolate, Skittles work fantastic. New England winters can be super cold. And Miles, it was pretty tiny. Was there um, like a certain bunting that you relied on that you thought was pretty awesome or any other um, cold weather gear that you found that worked for you? Yeah, I think, well, we've learned, well, luckily Miles loves beanies the way I do. Cause I can imagine that's a pain point for a lot of parents where the hats and the gloves don't stay on. He's not so much of a fan of gloves, <laughs> but, uh, he, he likes the beanie. So luckily we have that. Um, he's warming up to the idea of the helmet. He wears it regardless, but you know, it is what it is at that point. As far as, um, gear that saved me, I feel like the, just how ha- I would love to see more sock options for young kids, like toddler size, like they need to go up to the knee or at least past the calf. And I, and I tried, you know, I looked far and wide for that and I see like, I couldn't find them small enough to fit his feet, but would still provide that comfort in the boot. Yeah. Um, the, um, the only thing that I found is the Euro sock. Um, they are available on Amazon. We can link to it, but uh, they're not made in the U S they are. I think they're made in Germany or something. And they, it's, it's the only toddler ski sock that I've ever found, but they are pricey. It's definitely one of those things you want to label and you maybe get two pairs, you know, maybe you'll end up with three socks at the end of the day, but you'll have um, a couple, uh, but you know, for sock manufacturers, it's definitely, you know, darn tough if you're listening or um, smart wool, but there's not a great toddler option for sure. Yeah. I, th- I feel like that was the shortcoming. I mean, I think a lot of other, I, most brands out there are really crushing it with their offerings for, for young kids. I mean, obviously miles is only two and a half, you know, there's definitely as, as he gets bigger, I know that there will be more out there for him. Um, but yes, in my limited experience so far, I think, you know, the having snow pants, the bibs have been great. Um, you know, no snow down the the back or anything like that. It's basically just trying to like <laughs> weatherproof them and like, just close up all the seams. <laughs> I feel like 
that's been, you know, my, my goal. And, um, my, my, I, I learned over time to put the gloves on first and then swoop them through the coat. So that way they don't, you know, they don't fall off and everything. And he doesn't really have a choice in the matter. The gloves are on. They're not coming off now. <laughs> and I, I do love some of these videos that some of our Midwest moms have shared with us that they load the kids up in all the gear put them in the skis just in the backyard and get them sliding around in the the gear and the skis before they go, you know, the weekend before they go to the hill um, or the mountain. And I think that's such a great, I didn't do it, but such a great life hack. Number one, does everything fit from last year? Um, sure. It's a great, you know, before you get to the mountain and they have to pay three <laughs> X for whatever you, you doesn't fit. Um, it also gets the kids more comfortable. You know, something's going to be a little itchy or what you can do some life hacks before you get there. If you dress everybody up and just give them, you know, even 15 minutes of sliding around is a great, um, great experience for them to see what it feels like. Definitely. Definitely. And that's, I mean, there's a summer version of the Wrigley board, which we have, or like an indoor, I should say version of it. So if you have hardwood floors, there's a, like a felt or fleece type of, you know, like some sort of soft fabric you can put on the bottom of the board to drag, allow your, your child to quote unquote snowboard through your living room. Um, same thing. If you have carpet, you just take that off and it's a smooth, um, plastic bottom. So, they're getting used to the the feeling of that, which I think is really fun. Miles did that before he ever went out on snow. So that was, he put two and two together there. Um, but yeah, just keeping, keeping track of all the gear and it's just going to get more and more interesting because the more, the more littles you have, the more of everything you ha you own <laughs> and trying to, whose mitten is this? <laughs> I know I'm just going to, I can picture myself saying, and uh, my uh, two of my boys are going to be identical. So, you know, hopefully maybe they'll be able to mix and match. Maybe that'll be like a, a benefit there. <laughs> That's awesome. So we do talk about Apre Ski um, in every episode. Since you were expecting you know, in, during some of these ski seasons, did you have a, um, a mocktail or a favorite um, Apre Ski treat for yourself? Oh, great question. Okay. So the non-alcoholic beer scene has really come you know, like just, they've come a long way. There's a lot of different options out there right now. Um, so that was, that was great for the occasional, like if you want to just partake or, or, you know, you're craving the necessarily the taste, like I, whatever the case may be, it's nice to know that that's, you know, out there. And a lot of more, more bars seem to be carrying those options too, like that. And even just, you know, I don't want to name brands necessarily, but um, there's a lot of really great options in the NA beer scene. Mocktails, I think I've really perfected the the non-alcoholic margarita for me, for my taste. Oh, so tell us more about that. Yeah, yeah. So um it's uh it's all about the fresh citrus. You need, I think it's equal parts lemon and lime, a splash of OJ, club soda, and then you have to have the fancy glass and a salted rim. You know, like make if you make it look pretty. That's half the battle. <laughs> yeah, presentation 100% counts. So you put lemon in your, your uh, mark. Do you have a name for it? Uh, maybe we'll call it the Mamarita. I don't know. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's nice because I find that a lot of mocktails are just so sweet. And I'm not a big sweet drinker, like sweet cocktail person to begin with. You know, I haven't figured out like how to, how to uh, replace the Negroni. Um <laughs> But, you know, that's, that's more, that's a taller order, but. But I do, more. I like the, the, the salted rim. You're right. You've got to make it feel festive. So you don't feel like you're giving something up. 
we thought about maybe incorporating that into the podcast a little bit, but you know, I wanted to make a, you know, the clean break from a content standpoint and, you know, just, I sat on the sidelines. I let Rich be my surrogate drinker for, uh, for, for the podcast episodes. And is there, are there any other projects that you want to mention? Is there more, are there more things coming up that we should keep on our radar? Actually? Yeah. I mean, there's, um, a really fun project that I'm working on. Thank you for asking. Um, with, with a team of mine that is just going to, that blows my mind with their talents. We're now that we're, you know, now that we're going to have this tiny football team of, of sons of our own, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's been really fun to watch, you know, miles specifically gravitate, you know, like what he gravitates toward, you know, like what he, his interests are. And I mean, it's, it's dinosaurs through and through, but, you know, just some of the content that's out there already, you know, when, when there is screen time involved, you know, like, what does he like? what does he like watching? What does he gravitate toward? What's more educational without being boring and what's fun without being obnoxious and just kind of noise, you know? So we want to start, um, we're going to start creating these animated episodes for YouTube using some of our characters at uh, Big Snow and at Mountain Creek. Um, Big Snow, our mascot, his, his name is Big. He's a Yeti and he's adorable. <laughs> I think he's just so cute. So I've always wanted to do like, you know, some sort of creative project that involved, you know, that world. And I feel like this would be the right avenue and the right time to really lean into that, especially since, you know, I've been doing my research, whether I like it or not. <laughs> so, so are you, um, you ha- have hired animators or are you also a graphic artist? I mean, how many talents do you have? No, not, not me. It's not me. I'm more of the art, art direction. I probably, you know, I bring the, um, I think to this project, it's more the vision of what parents might want their children to, to watch and, and what would be useful from a, an educational standpoint. Like if you are going to do the screen time, I mean, I think let your kids do what they're going to do, watch what they want to watch. You know, I think everything has some sort of value or educational component to it at this point, as far as what we were, we're creating, you know, we have a great team of animators and, and, um, and illustrators that can really bring ideas to life. And it's just, I mean, I'm such a fan of them and what they're bringing to the table. And this collaborative creative process has been so fun. So I'm really excited to, to start rolling these out. And, um, you know, we're still, we're still in the developmental phase with a lot of the different ideas and, and stories and, you know, backstories and characters, but, what's great about the kids content, especially at that age, like there's, it's so limitless, you know, and and really you just have to challenge yourself to not limit what could be, you know what I mean? Like just lean back into that, that side of your imagination and try to see the world through, through what the kids are seeing and, and, and also try to infuse maybe a little bit of, you know, problem solving or puzzles or, 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 you know, at this point, I'm like, how to take on and off your shoes or potty training, <laughs> these things, you know, so some of the more um, specific hurdles and, and milestones that parents will will encounter. Um, but yeah. and where, where and when would we be able to, to find these? So it's going to be on YouTube specifically. And 
when I'm, you know, I'm guessing some of our newest content will hit uh, the 22, 23 season. Where, where is the best place for people to like, just kind of keep up with all the stuff that you're doing in general? I, I would say follow, you know, find me on the snow reports handle or, or, you know, on Instagram, I'm kind of, you know, when we, we put things out there, it's more for, you know, at this point, it's either going to be under the snow report brand or, or, um, you know, when snow studios really takes it, hits its stride on YouTube, you know, but, um, yeah, find me on Instagram at Hallie O'Brien. Thank you so much for your time today. And thank you so much for all the laughs that you've given us through ski season. And it's also great to watch these during the summer when, you know, you need your fix of snow. Definitely look up some of Hallie's content. It will get you through um, the most humid days of summer. Thank you guys so much. It was such a pleasure to talk to both of you. I'm I'm a big fan of the podcast. I love what you're doing. And um, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Okay. Now that we're all excited for the ski season ahead, please check out SkiMomsFun.com family rental page where you can take a look at some great ski mom approved uh, vacation rentals everywhere from California and Idaho all the way to Connecticut and Maine. Uh, Never too early to start planning your next ski trip. Thanks now. Thank you so much for listening to the Ski Moms Fun Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Head to the SkiMomsFun.com website to check out our swag and find out more about our community. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at SkiMomsFun. We'll be back next week with more interviews and insights. Thanks, Snow. No one works as hard as a ski mom. With Mother's Day right around the corner, we want to remind everyone to shop the Ski Moms gift guide for the best ideas. These are the gifts we want to give and get for Mother's Day. Prices range from under $10 for simple treats like notepads to big splurges like a new boot bag. Remember, the big day is Sunday, May 12th, so you want to shop now to make sure everything gets there in time for mom. Visit the SkiMomsFun.com gift guides page or click the link in show notes to see our picks for this year. Make it easy for your kids, partner, or spouse and just forward them the link. Or better yet, treat yourself to something from our expertly curated Ski Mom wish list. Remember, visit SkiMomsFun.com and look for the gift guide page.